welcome to this episode of the Horror Drafts Podcast. I'm your co-host, Brantley Palmer, joined as always by my fellow co-host, Mr. Nicholas Schwartz. Uh, our guest today is a writer, actor, and comedian who has worked on such projects as The Other Guys, Corporate, At Midnight, The Pete Holmes Show, How We Roll, and Curb Your Enthusiasm, among many, many others. He's also the host of the We Watch Wrestling Podcast and the Watch It Podcast, which he hosts with his wife, Glennis. And he is an extensive physical media collector who was kind enough to come on this podcast to draft horror VH covers. It's Matt McCarthy. Matt, welcome to the show. Hi, friends. Well, hello there. Hi. Thank you so much for doing this, man. We really appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, Matt, uh, I got to ask, man, like what when I when I when I reached out to you and asked what you wanted to draft, you said VHS covers. And I got to know, like, what what was it about that that made that uh, an interesting topic for you? I mean, like you said, I'm you know, I'm I didn't come up with this. Someone else called me the king of all physical media. And I was like, you know what? I am down with that. And it's funny. As soon as you said VHS covers, and I believe you said it correctly, uh, it it don't i mean i definitely pulled a couple dvds i have but only dvds that i'm like this is the artwork from the vhs tapes mm-hmm. and then as you were talking i was like oh i forgot to look at the laser discs and the, yeah. the 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 horror movies are within an arm's reach but i don't think anything is like dire or i don't think i'm oh we'll pull that one out maybe <laughs> But uh, I don't think anything else is like, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, good. Um, the art. So I'm a physical media head. I'm a tape head. I don't know. We've, we haven't come up with a good word for our, our, our ilk yet. But um, I love the artwork on VHS tapes and horror movies steal the cake i mean they they are up there with like almost like the false advertising of like an atari game because like the artwork on atari boxes was so scandalously misleading (laughs) you know because you're like wow look at this and then you get home and it's just like the the uh, these are blocks these are i'm playing with little rectangles and this is this is dog shit, but mm-hmm. you know, so there is a certain level of deception that goes along with the um, the horror movie VHS tapes because it's like this looks wicked and exciting, and some of the movies are just trash. And I guess that that's an old trick um, in in movies of just like just make the poster look good. Mm-hmm. Um, like I bought a DVD, no a Blu-ray from. I think shout factory made this one um i didn't pull it because it was sci-fi but it's the but uh the movie brain eaters which mm. i was like well first of all anything that you know is a misfit song i'm also i'm, I'm always going to check out yeah uh you know the source material and it's a very early if not a, the first movie that leonard nimoy appeared in um and they they even misspell his name in the credits. That's how early it is in his career. <laughs> um, but the cover is so badass. And then when you watch the movie, it's like, 
the cover couldn't be less related to what's happening. It makes it seem like, because at first you just hear brain eaters and you're like, oh, it must be zombies. And then the cover, you're like, oh, it must be vampires. And then you watch the movie and you're like, oh, it's just like a tiny organism from another planet that gets inside people's brains and makes them act weird. You don't even necessarily see them. Maybe you see them crawling around. I don't know. I watched it once and I was like, this is terrible. And it's like barely an hour long. But I love it because of all the other reasons leading up to it, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the movie itself is just trash. So, the but, but I think horror movies have it, you know, to, to get back to answering your question, I think horror movies have the market cornered on the best covers. And, you know, the experience of going through the video store uh, and looking at the covers and just being like, oh, what is this movie? And now the experience of just kind of scrolling through you know, the boutique labels like the Kino Lorber's, you know, um, MVD's website is great too. Mm. Um, you know, Shout Factory, Vinegar Syndrome, and they update yeah. the the covers. You you, you kind of get the best of both worlds with their mm. updated covers and then the original covers. Um, it's the best. And it is one of those things where you're like, ah, this is an amazing cover. There's no way this movie's any good but I'm going to go for it. I'm still going to go for it. Yeah. Yeah. They, they so rarely live up to the promise of the premise that they, that they yeah. put forth to you on that cover. And yeah. I got to tell you, when you, when you sent that to me, I, I literally got angry and I got angry because I hadn't thought of that as a topic yet. You know, like when Nick and I first talked about this podcast, I put together a list of like 80 or 90, like topics, like, people could draft and whatever to make sure we had legs basically for a podcast uh -huh. and then you said vhs talks and i was like god damn it how did i not think of that yet? especially having worked in video stores for as long as i have it was just it, it was such a good choice it made me angry with myself matt so i thank you I, for bringing us this i understand i understand it's that's i that's like you know being a comedian watching other comics and you're just like god mm. Damn it. That's so funny. I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> Completely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let's get right into it, man. Um, we rolled our four-sided die before we started the podcast. So the draft order is going to be Nick and then myself and then Matt. But as we all know, this is a snake style draft. So that just means Matt is going to get a back-to-back -back pick and get to get the first pick of the second round. Uh, with that in mind, Nick. You are on the board here with the first pick of the first round. All right. I will take it away. Um, but first, I just want to say, Matt, thank you for doing this. Um, yeah. It's great to meet you and uh, glad you brought this topic to me, to us, uh, but mostly to me because I uh, it's not something I've thought about much in the past uh, few years. And it was fun to revisit some really early memories from my movie liking childhood. Um and one of my early picks, I actually, you know what? I won't pick that first, but one of the picks on my list, which I hope I get, is uh, probably the example of the VHS cover that really is the reason that I like horror today, because um, I was so fascinated by it as a kid. Um, it was like transfixing, and I feel like that I, I was too young to watch horror movies, but by the time I got old, got old enough, I like, I was so like enraptured by that cover that I had to check out horror movies when I was old enough to do it on my own. And it's like, I'd never looked back. So I owe that a lot and we'll get there, but I'm more concerned about ones that you guys might take. So, um, I'm going to go with 
another example of a movie that is not that good, um, but uh, great cover art, Dead Pit on VHS. Um, Dead Pit is okay. one of the early, I don't know if it's the earliest, but uh, it is an early example of um, like a, th- a 3D embossed sort of um, cover art. It's a, it's a zombie flick. Um, and um, at least some of the variants of the boxes had a little push button um, where the zombie's eyes light up. Um, and I remember thinking it was like probably the first instance where I saw an interactive VHS case. And I was like, that's a fucking awesome idea. Um, and, you know, I mean, to Matt's point, I like it was I would frequent a bunch of video stores when I was younger. And um, the only place that had Dead Pit was this like mom and pop video store in our town. It was on the 50 cent horror rack, you know, and it was like. I didn't see that video anywhere else. And so I that alone told me this is going to be a trash movie. But the cover was so good, I had to rent it. And, you know, I would never have thought twice about seeing I would have just skipped over it any other time. But, you know, they did a hell of a job with that cover. And uh, yeah, had to had to bring it home. And you know what? It's not the worst movie by far. It's a fine zombie movie. It's just very not memorable. So that's my first choice. Gotcha. So I got a question, which, uh, which part of the VHS cover is interactive? Is it where the head is? Cause I'm looking at it online here. The, the, the button is like on the bottom right corner, but uh, it's the head, like the eyes are what light up. Gotcha. Gotcha. Very cool. And I have this memory of it making a noise, but I'm pretty sure all it actually did was light up, but you know, still pretty cool. Very cool. Nice. Uh, great pick. Matt, have you seen dead pit? No, I'm looking at the the box right now. This is awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I've never seen the movie either, actually. There's actually a bunch that are on my list and actually kind of high on my list that I haven't seen. I just love the cover art for them so much. Um, And uh, (laughs) like certainly like when I came into this, I'm much like sounds like, like you are, Nick. I'm just completely picking based on the cover completely devoid of how good or bad the movie is in any way shape or form it's just like how appealing is this cover art to me when making me want to rent this movie basically um and with that oh sorry go ahead oh sorry no i mean before you go i was going to say because you had alluded to this earlier i think in terms of my criteria and obviously matt being the commissioner can veto any of this but i uh i think that you know i tried to I just went by cover alone also, but that did include re-releases for me. I don't actually think I chose any. I can't remember, but um, I didn't limit myself to like, you know, North American original releases. I did like worldwide any release as long as it's a VHS. I did purposely avoid like really indie label releases from like the last few years because, you know, they're knocking out of the park, getting like independent artists yeah. to do limited edition. And I just felt like that was unfair. But yeah, so no a shout out to Broke Horror Fan and Witter Entertainment. There you go. Yeah. Form, former guest of the pod. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, hope you're listening. Uh, all right. Excellent. Um, all right. So I'm on the board with the second pick of the first round. I'm very glad you didn't take this, Nick. Um, I have to go with not only a great VHS cover art, but a movie I actually do really love and I think is a blast. I'm taking Chopping Mall with my number one pick here in the first round. Great choice. Um, uh, have both of you seen this movie i've actually yeah. never seen it oh really okay yeah we've talked about it on the pod before oh okay I but the cover it. is is yeah nice it's yeah, the, the the one with the bleeding shopping bag yes exactly it's like a it's, foot it's coming the, out or something the shopping bag with the body parts inside of it absolutely um 
great cover art i think it's actually a really fun movie even if it's not like a particularly good movie um matt what you said you've seen it what are your thoughts on uh, on chopping mall yeah i found that uh the vhs i have of it i didn't pull it but it's um i can grab it the the, the vhs i have i found at a i hadn't heard of the movie this was probably 20 2009 mm. um and i was at a flea market in huntington beach with a buddy and uh i grabbed that and a, and a bunch of stuff actually that just oddly enough a lot of stuff from that haul i came to find out much later on is rarer or mm. you know sought after you know tapes um and again just going based off of what looks obscure or ridiculous or interesting or just appealing in any sort of way and chopping mall was <laughs> it's just such a great title and that's a movie that i was like it's fine it's it's good it's fun it's you know and it's not like i've in the subsequent years i've seen it on the list of like you know so bad it's good or like you know worst movies of all time and i'm like it's well, it's, it's, there's nothing wrong with Chopping Mall. It's like, I think the title is so, it's so on the money <laughs> that it's too much for some people to handle. Um, but yeah, it's like a, like a, it's a, it's a, there's like a robot security guard in a mall that goes crazy and starts killing the kids that are somehow trapped in the mall overnight. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, it's great. It's a great movie. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it's a blast. And and the cover is great, but it also the front cover certainly has nothing to do with the movie. I mean, you have the body parts in the bag, which are great, but it's like it's like someone's hand that's like holding the uh, the straps of the bag. And it's it's like they've got like a metal kind of glove or something on, but no robots on the front whatsoever. Mm -hmm. um, so it's just sort of a, <laughs> like again, one of those ones that like kind of sells you on a different idea of what the movie's going to be, but it's just like an absolute uh, blast of a movie regardless. And yeah, the security system basically, I think, locks down the mall once it ends up taking over that night. So that's why they like can't get out because they've like dropped the like metal gates and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's 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 a blast. Uh, Nick, you, you should definitely check that one out. Uh, yeah, yeah, when you for get a sure. Chance. <laughs> uh all right so those are the first two picks off the board and now we come to our guest matt mccarthy you are up with the third pick of the first round sir i am gonna go with um not only a great cover a great movie and yet the cover truly has nothing to do with the movie and that is evil dead 2 dead by dawn Nice. At no Excellent. point is there a skull with regular eyeballs in the movie. <laughs> it's it's preposterous that they did this. Kiss your nerves goodbye. <laughs> Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Um, and this is a movie that um, I used to look at constantly. Always, always catching my eye in the video store. And then... Um, when Army of Darkness came out, um, I didn't know that they were connected. Um, and I remember being at uh, the comic book store. I think it was Excalibur Comics in Providence, Rhode Island, which is long gone. And they had, 
you know, like a TV up in the corner uh, of the, you know, the like near the ceiling. And they're watching the scene where uh, Bruce Campbell is locked in the fruit cellar now. I remember walking in the video store and her, the 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 one, you know, local girl being like, I hope you rot down there. <laughs> Spits on him and they close the cellar door. And then we're looking at comics and I get what I'm going to get. And then they play the tape where, you know, it's reading the book of the dead. And I remember the, the guy who owned the comic book store and whoever was hanging out with him, they were just like, man, you find the book of the dead. You don't read it out loud. And they were just <laughs> laughing their asses off. And I was like, oh, that's the guy from army of darkness and my brother who's you know 10 years older he didn't know that they were connected he's like yeah but they, they you know that's it's a different movie and then when i saw army of darkness um it starts with you know the opening of evil dead 2 and but then when i but but it was that after that um experience in the comic book store i was like oh this movie seems really funny and violent and crazy and just like this this is exactly what i want and when we rented it, I was like, holy shit, it's this movie with the skull and the eyeballs? I can't believe it. It really took me back. Um, so, yeah, so this one is just the best. It's so simple, and it's so just, you know, that uh, who wouldn't want to watch this movie, you know? Yeah. And and even though there's there's no connection with the cover, it's fine. It It, it still sums up the movie. You know, yeah. it's it's strange. It's it's not an image from any frame of the film, yet it's perfect. You know, it's just it's a it's a realistic skull with realistic eyeballs. <laughs> Makes no sense, and it's perfect. Couldn't agree more. I I reached for my copy that uh, is right. My Hell case yeah. of VHS tapes just happened to be right here, and I could easily get the ease. Had to pull it down as well. Uh, Matt, you have would have no way of knowing this. Evil Dead is how Nick and I became friends uh no kidding we yeah we met at college orientation uh at the college we both went to film school at i was wearing an evil dead beanie we were in the same orientation group and nick came and struck up a conversation with me because of the evil dead hat and that is why we are friends uh to this day part of history there you go see (laughs) (laughs) and if and if evil dead 2 didn't have such an alluring cover who knows if i would ever have owned that hat and meet nick you know (laughs) (laughs) uh excellent pick uh maybe will be the best movie in this uh you know in terms of quality of the film uh on this entire list uh we'll see uh and a fantastic (laughs) cover (laughs) absolutely uh awesome pick matt uh you are back up sir now with the first pick of the second round i'm gonna go with um again a movie that the cover is this cover might be the most preposterous of any uh, horror movie. Um, and it's, again, it has nothing to do with the film. Not, you know, not bad, but not a great film. And always something that blew my mind when I was a kid, every time I would see this in the video store. And also another sequel, Sleepaway Camp 2. I knew that was going to go at some point. Great pick. Excellent. This woman, she has, she's ready. When you go camping, just take the essentials. And in the backpack is Freddy's glove that they bought at Toys R Us. (laughs) 
a Jason hockey mask, and it's a bit obscured by the trees. There is a chainsaw sticking up out of the top. So you've got, you know, all the major, I mean, aside from Halloween, all of the major franchises represented as though their sleepaway camp is calling out the big boys. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, we're a franchise now, too, and we're going to take you down. We're taking down the establishment. I love it. Yeah, and it also a... begs the question as a kid, you're like, wait, does she fight all of these monsters in this? It's like, nope, nope. It's just a bad slasher. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fantastic cover. I actually, I know I'm, I, I know most people don't. I kind of like Sleepaway Camp 2 and 3 quite a bit. I just love the campiness and over the top silly it's like they they know they're in on the joke basically and oh I, yeah i find it enjoyable even on though the like, back it even says comedy slash horror yeah yeah exactly oh, nice. <laughs> yeah they they like they know what they're doing and i know sometimes that like intentional camp really doesn't work but i feel like in two and three of sleepaway camp it it really does work at least for me i know for some people it doesn't but yeah that's a fantastic cover i uh intentional camp oh there we go. good job good point. Uh, i wasn't even um thinking that good job that's why you're a comedian and get paid you know money to do that sort of thing well um, you know i'm trying yeah uh all right excellent pick nick any thoughts on sleepaway camp 2 before we move on no i figured um actually brantley i'm surprised for some reason i kind of because I knew you liked the sequels, I kind of figured you'd be picking that one. So, oh, okay, yeah, gotcha. I didn't no, know. I thought that might be one of your higher picks. I actually, I, I, I love that movie. I love that cover. I've noticed um, a theme with a lot of mine, which maybe you guys will pick up on as I draft more. That there's like a style of covers that I seem to be drawn towards. Um, oh, interesting. So, with that in mind, uh, my second round choice uh, is going to be Death Spa. Uh, nice. which are you are you guys familiar with this cover yeah i've never seen the movie but the cover is uh isn't iconic yeah. Yeah. hey here's the thing i don't think i've ever seen the cover or the movie either i just love this cover so dang much oh uh, sure i know this yeah <laughs> i just love this guy is this in, uh, ridiculously shredded guy on the chest fly machine who is screaming in pain as he's being engulfed in flames. And then in the foreground of that front cover is a, a, a normal bodied, I guess, say woman uh, in that, like she has flesh on her bones uh, of her body, but then her face is a skeleton and she appears to be on like a stairmaster or something. Um, quite uh, such a like <laughs> over the top cover. And I just like, absolutely uh love it regard I and mean, i haven't even seen the movie I, I just like it's such an alluring um cover uh the uh log line is uh you'll sweat blood um probably could have used a second go around on that but uh it's just uh i mean i don't think there's any way the movie could live up to um the the premise that they set forth on that cover uh uh, and and not having seen it, I can't confirm or deny if it does. I just uh, find that cover very appealing. Matt, have you have you seen the movie or or no at no all? no yeah neither have I. No, neither this I. this jogged a memory loose though of. <laughs> uh, 
I, I, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Nick, are you, are you familiar with this cover? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is yeah. like, I think, and I'll say just among sort of the circle of fellow physical media collectors on Instagram. This is one of the recurring posts is this cover. I mean, people, oh, this, this is an iconic VHS cover. Yeah. Um, the, back, the back cover, it says for a workout in hell. Yes. <laughs> Uh, this is strange from the people who brought you faces of death. Oh, so shoot, you're it was right. like the that production company, maybe. I guess <laughs> so. so. The distributor. They... Yeah, that's crazy. I I'd love to. Yeah, I guess the producers or the distributors. I don't know what. I mean, obviously, like anybody who doesn't know faces of death is not, you know, a narrative film. It's 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 like a, you know, it's it's like the Mondo Kane, just you know, a collection of really offensive <laughs> death footage i'll be the first one does have reenactments you know mm -hmm. wow yeah yeah i uh i wish i had more information to kind of fill in the gaps there and like how it's from the same people of uh as uh faces of death there. yeah but, uh good choice but yeah. yeah thank I you i think that was that was um i forget what year that was but i think that was in the the era of i don't think i don't know if there were more than two but like the um the aerobic themed slasher film. Yes. Um, Killer Workout, Aerobicide mm -hmm. came out around the same time. Yeah. Which has a terrible cover, but um, wonderful. It's very well broken up with like five minute aerobic scenes in the yes. middle of the slasher movie. So you got to so. pad out the time. On those, exactly. You know, a little yeah. bit. You know, you don't want it to just be 70 minutes. You got to gotta get to 85 somehow. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever it is, you know. Yeah. It's a good one, uh, though. All right. Uh, well, thank you. So that was my second round pick. Nick, you're up with your second round pick. Okay. I think this one is going to follow up Matt's pick pretty well, I hope. Um, but first, a story. Now, um, I, uh, my first experience with the Evil Dead films was um, I watched them in order. Um, and by the time I got to Army of Darkness, for whatever reason, none of the local video stores carried it, which was ridiculous because it was the newest of, and probably the highest, obviously the highest grossing. I actually don't know if it was the highest grossing if you count, but anyway, Universal released it. It got a wide release. Um, and it was shocking to me that none of the stores had it. So I went to Saturday night matinee or Saturday matinee, uh, which was like the Suncoast equivalent at my mall and decided I love the first two Evil Dead movies so much. I'm just going to buy this blindly, you know, it's like how could it possibly be bad um and at the time uh anchor bay had released their clamshell case um it, it, you couldn't find the uh, slip cover anymore at least they didn't carry it um but the only clamshell they had there the only copy they had was the limited edition um vhs it was like limited to fifty thousand copies had alternate cover art um and it only had the alternate ending. It didn't actually have the original S-Smart ending on it. Um, so for a long time, I didn't even realize that that theatrical ending existed. Um, that's neither here nor there. The point is the cover art on that alternate thing is not the iconic sort of image that you've seen a thousand times that's been parodied over and over and over. But it is Bruce Campbell, shirtless, with both his arms stretched up in the air, holding his shotgun um, with Evil Ash, the face of Evil Ash, kind of like, right above him in between his arms. Um, and I always thought it was a really great piece of um, piece of artwork. And um, 
So the, I'm not going to pick that one, but I am going to pick an Army of Darkness cover from the UK, which has that artwork on it. Um, the same piece of artwork, but it's also in the UK when they released that movie. And it's called um, Army of Darkness, The Medieval Dead. Um, oh. And to this day, Medieval Dead is just such a fucking perfect subtitle that it's just frustrating to me that they didn't release that in the US. So I have to pick it because the title alone is just incredible. Like the opportunity for Medieval Dead and they didn't do that in the US. It kills me still. Yeah, that is a that is a great subtitle. That's perfect. I'm looking at it right now. So yeah. this has the unhappy ending, I suppose. The unhappy, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The I've slept too long ending. <laughs> That's great, man. Um so yeah. Like, That's ridiculous how jacked they make him look. I know. <laughs> <laughs> this is Back-to-back, way too jacked dudes on, on covers here between uh, Death Spawn, Army of Darkness here. <laughs> it's true. I don't now, think my next pick will have a jacked person on it at all. Now, Nick, compared yeah. to the U.S. version that has the same thing with, with him, like, you know, looking up at the Evil Ash, is there much other difference here besides just the Medieval Dead on the U.K. version? Or I'm pretty sure that's the only difference. That's the only difference? Okay. Yeah. They still have, like, the army underneath and everything, underneath the lettering and all that? Yep. Yep. Okay. Gotcha. Um, yeah, but I just the medieval dead is just such a great play on words. I just it kills me that we don't have that here. <laughs> no, it's perfect. It's it's awesome. Well, let's see. That's two out of three of the Evil Dead franchise that was put on VHS that have gone off the board. I wonder if we're going to get to all three here by the end. I guess we'll find out soon. We may well get there. I don't know. Um, all right. Yeah. Good pick, man. You got your uh, first pick of the third round now. Yeah, here we go. Thank you. I will go with... So tough. Um, I'm going to go with Necromantic, um, which has had a few releases, but um, specifically the cover with the topless woman and the skeleton on top of her, basically you know, groping her. Um, I think just how do you get a more striking image than that? Um, you got a movie really, called it, Necromantic, and it really sums up that film. It yeah, that that actually is an accurate cover. Yeah, <laughs> I think I think if anything, I think that cover softens what you actually wind up seeing. Um, not a movie that I will ever watch again. Um, definitely a movie that I've you know I sought out and I saw and I'm. Mm-hmm. not sorry that i saw it but yeah not a movie i will ever see again however that artwork it's fantastic ter- terrific I, they did they did it on joe bob not too long ago which was oh, like did they really yeah i was like this is the only time i'll i'll watch this you know because <laughs> it's it there is something because it's not a movie you want to watch alone and it does feel like and it's also it is very shot on video i think um and you want that kind of the context that he brings to any movie is always, you know, what you want. It's 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 part of what's missing from not having video stores anymore, because it's like I could have easily walked into a video store, the right video store or that comic book store. And they 
if they were watching like those are the guys you want to watch necromantic with where they're like they're like oh god look at this oh jeez oh god you know like oh no 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 look at this look at this oh jeez oh god um but it was you know the way that joe bob sets it up it's just like this was a punk rock movie and they were trying to you know repel the audience like and they were being punks about it i was like okay that makes much more sense than just being left to wonder what kind of sick asshole makes this movie you very know? true <laughs> i have so am i the only one here who hasn't seen it i i feel kind of good that maybe i missed it, it sounds like his <laughs> reputation kind of precedes it here well it's also what 1988 so it's like you know it's it's not so i mean i don't know i guess i just got to the point in somewhere in adulthood where i was just like you know what well, who who was the first movie to to use it in their trailer of just like keep repeating to yourself it's only a movie it's only a movie is that and last that, house on the left was it it's one of one of those or maybe it was like a william castle movie back in the 50s or something yeah probably something like that but at any rate, you know, that somehow sunk in, you know, and I, I at least and I think also having an older brother who like was able to, you know, kind of be one of those like Sherpas of like, here's the context. Here's why this is funny. Um, even though what we're watching is disgusting, you know, um, it, 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 it added to my attitude and my approach to those types of things. So I think if you watch it on shutter with the Joe Bob, you know, inserts, it's, it's, that's, that's what you want. That's, that's the best viewing experience you're going to have. I was going to say, I'm like, now I'm tempted to watch it again. Yeah. It's in my whole life viewing horror movies. There have been maybe like three that have made me feel kind of like ill and not because yeah. of like, none of them were because of like really gross score or whatever. Um, one of them was, um, uh, why can't a cannibal holocaust and it's just it was so heavy and like just like yeah. it just felt wrong and like the documentary style i was like this just and it was the same thing with necromantic it's not realistic it's absurd i know it's all just to push buttons um and it wasn't gross necessarily although it does end with a man ejaculating blood um like that's the last part of the movie which is they really leave you on a great image um but it's like it's like we're talking about a movie that ends with a man ejaculating blood, but by far the worst part for me was watching someone skin a rabbit, which oh. I'm sure they did with a real rabbit. And it was just like the same with Cannibal Holocaust when they like, you know, they kill the the animals. Um, it's just so difficult to watch. And I feel like, you know, you shouldn't be watching it. Um, right. It, I mean, it's 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 like uh, what's what is it? Um, what's the John Waters movie? You know, oh, Pink Flamingo. Pink Flamingos. Yeah, Pink Flamingos. Mm -hmm. You know, like that's a movie where it's like, you know, like they kill a chicken in that scene and it's just like, yeah, that's fucked up. There, there's so much stuff in that movie that it's like, this is so fucked up. But it's like, but at no point do I feel because because knowing the 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 persona of John Waters from interviews right. and watching that movie, particularly the criterion they did, it has two different commentary tracks. Mm -hmm. And you're just like. This is a nice, likable, endearing <laughs> man. And then you're just like, why? And, the, and then he's making these awful movies that he thinks are just hilarious. And it's That's like a really good point. It's 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 like there's the, there. It softens this filth that you're just like, he's just trying to make 
it's just a punk rock thing of like, yeah, let's just make the filthiest, awfulest movie we could, you know, whereas like, like I was about to say, like maybe, maybe a setting to see Necromantic would be at a midnight movie, like at the new Beverly here in LA or, or somewhere, but it is like in a group of people, there is still that element of like, is there a, you know, serial killer here who's watching this for the wrong reason? <laughs> You know, because I mean, the first time I saw Eraserhead in a theater with people like that got more laughs and it was all fans. And like, I was like, oh, man, because every time I'd watch Eraserhead alone or shown it to a few other people, like it's like it feels like you're trapped in a nightmare. Mm. And then sitting in that movie theater with a group of people who were on board, like laughing out loud, I was like, oh, I never really allowed myself to appreciate how funny this is. You know, because there is a, there's a certain like on paper, there's awful things happening in these movies, but the context changes it. Because like on paper, you look at all the things that like the Three Stooges do to each other and you're like, these men are trying to murder one another, you know, but it's it's the context changes it. So I don't know. It's, it's interesting to take to to almost think of Necromantic as like a slapstick movie. <laughs> <laughs> to the most awful degree. <laughs> it's strange. Yeah. Well, if, if it's ever playing at any sort of midnight screening around here, I'll, I'll try to catch it in that environment. It sounds like that's the best way to do so. Although uh, we're we're over in New Hampshire here, <laughs> Matt, so I don't think I'm going to have well, the opportunity. <laughs> New Hampshire's a wild place. Hippies with guns, man. People don't yeah. understand New Hampshire. Man. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, Nick. Uh, great pick with Necromantic there. Uh, that means I'm back on the board here with my third round selection. Uh, I'm going to take from 1987 another movie I have not seen, but that has a killer cover. I am taking Creepazoids. Uh, are you too familiar with this cover? Uh, I can pull it up if you'd like. I'm going to pull it up right now. Yes. Um, okay. You've got. I've never this... seen the movie either. Yeah, you've got what looks to be some sort of alien monster on the front cover attacking once again another ridiculously jacked dude. Uh, and then two uh, barely clad women uh, beneath him sort of like uh, in distress or you know screaming in terror on top of a, what looks to be a pile of bones. Um, great great cover and and you know what i think it must be a great film because it's a it's a packed 72 minutes so you know it must <laughs> just be killer um i haven't seen it but boy does this cover make me want to watch the movie um i imagine this is you know maybe something i could come across on like tubi or something like that and uh throw on uh instead of uh you know an hour-long show episode of a show uh have either of you seen Creepazoids? No, I've never even seen this cover. This is hilarious. And I love any time a shitty movie calls out a great movie. Like it says yeah. on the top, aliens move over. Here come the Creepazoids. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, a little bit like uh, that Sleepaway Camp 2 there. Yeah, we've got a yeah. little uh, second uh, second movie doing that here. Um, also, I'm looking at the sides, the spine of the VHS, and it has a still from the film where it's a man angrily holding what can only be described as a gross alien creepazoid baby yeah 
Yep. It's very upsetting. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, what's the logline here? Your flesh will crawl right off your bones. Uh, that's their logline here. It's a good uh, logline. Yeah, that's, that's not, it's not bad. It's not bad. That is so funny. It is like that. Something I've never appreciated. But yeah, when a, when a movie calls out another movie on the on the it's something special. Yes, it's, right. It really doesn't happen nearly shot. often enough. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's it, from the producers of from the director of that doesn't count. But when it really sure. calls out another movie, like I don't think everything anything will ever top Ape, the poster for Ape, which which just says not to be confused with King Kong. Um. As its own sort of tagline on the bottom. Yeah. I remember uh, an ad in the newspaper or like a TV guide. This was this was when the Cosby show was still on Thursdays. The Simpsons had moved to Thursdays to go head to head with the Cosby show. Hmm. And then on CBS was uh the short lived The Flash TV series. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I remember the ad for the Flash, it said um it 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 definitely it took a it took a shot at the Simpsons was just like like I don't remember exactly what I remember it said run away from another rerun of the Cosby Show and it was like and whatever it said about the 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 Simpsons was also some sort of running <laughs> speed analogy you know pun joke and it was just like head to CBS for the Flash. And I just remember being like, wow, they just called out Cosby and Bart Simpson. This is wild. Well, and it worked. It got a full season and was the juggernaut that we all knew it would be, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Um, yeah, so that is my third round pick. But Matt, you are now on the board with your third round pick. And then you're back to back for the fourth. How many rounds are there? Five? Five. You got three more selections, sir. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll go with this. I'm, I'm pivoting slightly to a laser disc. This is the only laser disc in the in 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 my uh in my draft. I only own this because of the cover. Um, this is a movie that I have watched that I just hate i think is terrible um roger ebert also hated this movie with a deep purple passion tried to have it uh banned pulled from theaters it is not good it is offensive and even beyond how offensive and plotless it is it's just irritating it's a really aggravate i mean like beyond the images being offensive and wrong. You're just like, this is just aggravating to watch. I hate the characters. I hate the actors. I hate everything about this movie, but the cover is phenomenal. And that is, I spit on your grave. Mm. Uh, yep. Wonderful choice. Yes. Featuring. I, I believe I have heard that that is Demi Moore. She like, has I, apparently confirmed that. Really? In interviews recently. Wow. Yes. Um, that has that was a rumor for many, many years, and I believe she only just started confirming that, although I might be wrong about that. That's what I heard. And and it is it is such a I mean it's <clears throat> that's 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 a movie right there, you know? 
Mm-hmm. That's 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 the what these producers are out there being like. We're selling sex. We're selling violence. We're selling, and it's and it's and it's the only decent photography, even adjacently related <laughs> to this movie, is this photograph. You know, I mean, th- this movie is beyond incompetent, and it is, and and it got by on sheer uh, reputation alone. And Roger Ebert inadvertently gave this movie the best publicity that it could have ever have received you know by being so like you read what he wrote about the movie you're like well now i gotta see it (laughs) you know yeah so i have not actually seen this i've kind of avoided this film because i've heard how horrible it is uh nick have you actually watched i spit on your grave i did see it Um... okay Again, way back in high school, 50 Cent Horror Rack. It was one of those big box movies. You'd see the big box and yep. that image. I mean, it's on my list, too. That image is just yeah. so striking that I felt like I had to see it. Um, and yeah, I could not agree more. Very forgettable movie. Um, very forgettable. <sighs> but that image, I mean, for horror covers, it's just it's striking. Um, it Well, Matt summed it up. It sells sex. It sells violence, mm-hmm. you know. Crops out the woman's head <laughs> entirely. <laughs> and she's like, this is the only shit that right. you care about yeah. right here. Yeah. Um, Here's a knife and a butt. That's yes. it. That's the movie. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Um, but yeah, yeah. Um, they remade it too. They did like, they did a remake with two There's sequels. There's been sequels. There's remakes. I mean, it's just preposterous. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I have to imagine the remake's got to be better. Than the original, it's, it sounds like it's impossible not to be better than. The I original. would think it is. It has a There's very nowhere to go cover. but up. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. But that cover is so <laughs> iconic that they basically reused it when they, oh, did they this, and, and that says everything. Oh yeah, the yeah. cover for the remake is essentially just a redone. Uh, it was like thirty five years later, and they're just like, "Hey, to me, let's get you." No, it's not her on the on the remake cover. Gotcha. Um, All right. Well. Excellent pick, Matt. You're back up again, sir. This is your the fourth round pick here. First pick of the fourth round. Um, I might call an audible Ooh. and pull up a movie that I do not have. I have it in my collection. Hmm. Uh, I don't have, and it's and it's and it's part of a Blu-ray set. Um, and the cover is not the cover that I would be submitting. Um, and the cover is, you know, one of these things where I'm like, you know, just Googling the movie and you're just like, wait a second, but what is this movie? And you're like, wait, that's the movie I just watched. Um, and this is the poster. So I'm I may be slightly bending the rules, but I'd like to think that somewhere there is a VHS of this movie with this cover. Um and I am the commissioner, so I will allow this. <laughs> I love um <clears throat> this is from Let's see, 1968 from Hammer Horror, uh, one of their Dracula films starring Christopher Lee. This is a little movie called Dracula Has Risen from the Grave. 
And the discussion of the last film made me realize like, oh, well, this is everything that I spit on your grave was trying to do and perhaps even succeeded with. But this also conveys humor and style as as well as the sex and the violence. It is a uh, beautifully framed uh, black and white photograph uh, of a of a woman. You've got the cleavage, you've got the lips, you don't have the rest of the face. You have the neck, which is prominently featured, and two deliberately pink band-aids are on the neck. So you get that, you know, implication of, oh, she's been bitten by Dracula. And it even it, even the title, it says, Dracula has risen from the grave. And then in parentheses, it says, obviously. <laughs> so <laughs> it adds to that humor, too. Um the movie's fine um but like again this this cover is just like oh that is brilliant how would you not want to go see this movie um so that that that's my quick audible that i was i was only picking things that were actually that i had tangible in the collection but um it got me thinking of like that is just a perfect brilliant image yeah that one's fantastic yeah, it feels very modern too. I mean, like I, I, it seems like it's contemporaneous to when the film was released, but I could see that like kind of simple style, but that getting across that comedy and horror vibe of the film as like mm-hmm. a modern poster release or something now. Because um, yeah, that that's like real sleek looking it's, and beautiful. Like the photography in it is great. That yeah, the 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 lighting, the texture, it's mm-hmm. it's it's absolutely a beautiful photograph. Great, great, great cover. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Yeah, I've never seen that before. Not the movie. I've never seen the poster either. Um, yeah, so the movie's fine. Weird. It's a, it's it's a you know it's a it's a Hammer Dracula movie. It's fine. Gotcha. Very cool. Uh, all right. Uh, that means I'm up here with my fourth round selection. Uh, and I'm looking through the other ones I have here. What do I want to go with? Sorry, I don't mean to hold up the draft here. I just want to, I only got two more picks left. I want to make sure I, uh, you know, make them count. There's a lot of good stuff to still do. Uh, I am going to take the VHS cover for, again, this is actually another movie I have not seen, for a movie called Death Ship. Have either of you seen this VHS cover or the film? Uh, death ship just the cover death ship yeah here i can actually share my uh oh from 1980 yes yeah you got that like cruise what looks to be they're like a cruise liner or something there and the the front of it looks basically like a face uh this is uh, brilliant yes those who survive the ghost ship would be better off dead directed by alvin rakoff or rakoff who i'm not familiar with um have not seen this movie absolutely great red lettering very creepy for the death ship uh dark and mysterious uh ghost ship that looks very creepy because the mouth is basically like the front of the ship that's like um, been damaged so it like makes these really like jagged teeth to form like a mouth um and it's got a face on the front and then a, a bunch of people are just in like a lifeboat on the in the foreground in front of the ship um trying to row away basically um 
can't speak to the film at all but i just love that uh cover it looks beautiful and that is my fourth round selection i mean i do have a movie there's no cover to it though but i have a movie called the ghost ship from Mm. 1943 a val val luton uh joint Nice. But it's you know the, I have it. I have another DVD of it, and it's and it's a little more of a boring, um, image of just kind of like the actor and then the the ship in the background. But I was I was curious if maybe the laser disc had like a similar because you think you're like yeah, put the ghost face on the on the ship. You can get there. You, you got a ghost ship. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I can see them in the in the meeting just being like oh, it's a ghost ship. You got a ghost ship. There you go. <laughs> Run with it, Joey. <laughs> Yeah, and so and I'm I I imagine the ghost ship from the early two thousands. That's like the remake of that ghost ship from uh, the the forties there, right? Because that was when um, what was the name of that company? Um, it's had Castle in the name. Um, Castle Rock. Castle. No, uh, no. Anchor God. Bay. That was the guy who did um, uh, Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah, they did. They did. He was like remaking all those ship. Yeah, they were remaking all those like non universal, but like kind of early like 40s 50s like horror films and stuff yeah house on haunted hill came out at that same time although that was a different filmmaker yep the haunting remake also came out in like 99 i think yeah that like late 90s early 2000s period where you kind of were getting those remakes of those other classics yeah oh excellent uh all right nick you're up with the uh final pick of the fourth round here Cool. So um, before I do that, I just wanted to say that after I spit on your grave, I looked it up. Um, and if you search for I spit on your grave, Demi Moore on Google, one of the first page items is our friend Justin Liberty. Oh, a post from... from him on Twitter where he says, if there was still any doubt, Demi Moore confirms in her book that it is her on the I spit on your grave poster. And there's a there's a photograph of that book. So nice. At Speak... least according to Demi Moore, it is indeed true. Yeah. And speaking of Vinegar Syndrome, our, we went to film school with Justin Liberty, and he was the film archivist at uh, Vinegar Syndrome, and now is, yeah. what's his title, Nick? Like the head um, of dis- is it head, head of distribution? Of, something like that for OCN. They're kind of partner labels and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, very cool. Shout out to Justin. Yeah, shout out. I love it. Um, but my real pick. Um, this is probably. Um, I mean, in my opinion, this is the best actual poster i think on my list um not my favorite movie but the um the one of the original prom night vhs covers which is uh see if it this one oh yeah it's just oh, sure the silhouette of the masked man the knife dividing his face and in the reflection of the knife a girl hanging upside down um it's just like minimalism simplicity um there are versions of that poster where the knife is silver um and the title prom night is in red and i just i i like them much less for whatever reason the one where the title is just bright pink and the only color on the poster is the pink knife um is just so striking um yeah and yeah you know it's a pretty run-of-the-mill slasher movie um uh but uh yeah great great poster great cover nice yeah that's, that's... great i have here the um that's the first one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the other cover is the one with Jamie Lee Curtis's face, right? Right. Yeah, I have this one. 
here where she's got the axe in her bouquet oh, right. of yeah. roses. <laughs> yes. yes, that is the... <laughs> This is great. This is such a terrible copy of the movie too. It's um it's so beat up. Uh I don't think it's and it's and it looks like from the amount of tape in here, it looks like it's dubbed an SP. You'd almost think it was like a uh like an EP dub. It's it's like so bad when you put it in. I guess it just was well cared for over the years. But at any rate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying I'm looking now, Nick, at the uh the one you had there with the uh the masked face with like the the knife in front of it. Uh, yeah, I didn't realize that that was the cover until I actually ordered, um, like a on that came, and I was like, "This is a freaking dope cover that I've never seen before." Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the embassy release. I'm trying to read the uh, the like log line off the front. If you're not back by midnight, you won't be coming home. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> This is an embassy release of it. Very cool. Excellent choice. Nick, you're yeah. back up again with your final pick of the draft and the first pick of the fifth round. All right. This is a, a tough one. So I'm, I'm hoping we're going to do some um, honorable mentions. Um, you know, like, okay, cool. Um, this is the one I alluded to in the beginning. This is the movie that I think probably, even though the movie is terrible, Terrible movie. Um, I think it was the VHS cover that really got me into horror because I, I distinctly remember this movie came out in 1990. I was living in New York. My dad would take me to the video store every Friday night to rent movies. And while he browsed, I would stand in the new release section and just stare at covers. And the two that I remember, Terminator 2 Judgment Day and Stephen King's Graveyard Shift, which is a nice uh, companion piece to Evil Dead 2, Dead by Dawn. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, it's got the uh, the skull with one eye and the miner's hat or the helmet, and the helmet is bleeding for some inexplicable reason. Um, <laughs> and as a kid, when I was four or five years old, I I was like, this is the definition of horror. This is incredible. I mean, there's blood, there's a skeleton. I mean, when I was four and five, those are the two things that I knew, like represented death. And it was right there in a stark black cover. Um so yeah, I think when I was finally old enough to rent V8, uh, to rent horror movies, uh, that was one of the first ones I went to. Um, thankfully, it didn't turn me off horror movies altogether because it easily could have. But that cover is great. <laughs> Good pick. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, that's a great selection. I'm trying to get the uh, like the full uh, look at it with the front, back, and sides on it. Lots oh yeah, people. I don't remember. Lots of people work the graveyard ship, cop ship, shift, yeah. Cops, firemen, waitresses, cab drivers, and vampires. Mm-hmm. It's graveyard shift earlier graveyard shift from the eighties, which has a sequel. Um oh, so it's just, just like a forgettable trash movie. Oh gosh. Is that what I did? I just I thought that was just a different version I was looking at, but that's a completely different one. You're right. Holy oh yeah, crap. yeah. I just effed that up so bad. No wonder oh, it's I... called Stephen King's Graveyard Shift. Probably exactly to, to not just cash in on his name, but to differentiate. Oh man, I thought it I could was have just... done the ape. It could have been not to con- <laughs> not to be confused with Graveyard Shift, the good one. <laughs> so sorry. Now that I have the right VHS cover that I'm looking at, Stephen King took you to the edge of the Shining and Pet Cemetery. This time, he pushes you over. 
yeah were, in were this case they're calling out two way better movies yes <laughs> <laughs> doubling down on calling out uh uh other movies that's uh yeah. that's an interesting take did you get pushed over the edge nick with that with that film when you watched it for me being pushed over the edge with that film would have been never renting another horror movie and i think it was close <laughs> but no it didn't quite do it <laughs> According to this, it has a 0% approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> wow. It's wow. one of those ones that's based on, like, I think one of his shorts from the Night Shift collection. So it's like a three-page yeah. story, and they're like, well, we should just cash in and make a movie. Why not? Like, and we can do this. Should have stayed as a three-page story. Yeah. I mean, I know I watched this when I was younger. I just I have no memory of the film whatsoever. No, maybe same. It sounds like it's a good thing. Yeah, um, I think it was. I don't remember it either, but I just remember thinking, like, after all these years and all that build up, yeah. what a fucking disappointment this has been. <laughs> but that's why this is a great topic, and I'm so happy Matt brought it to us because this is kind of the epitome of this topic. Is just the the allure of these gorgeous covers that make you so interested, and totally. often never being able to live up to to what they're selling. Basically, absolutely, love it. absolutely. All right. I've got my final pick here. Um, you know, if the theme isn't apparent now, I love these like drawn covers, like the beautiful like artwork that someone did to create this poster, which obviously it's never going to live up to that because, you know, the, the film isn't going to look that good. So I have one more to go here and trying to decide if I stay in that route or if I kind of adjust a little bit. I'm actually going to adjust. I'm going to take the first... And this is a very sentimental pick, um, not because I think it's like an amazing cover, but because it kind of um, is a cover that scared me when I was a kid, when I would see it um, both in the video store. And um, my parents used to be uh, back way back in the day, like a partial investors in a store. And when that one went out, we had a bunch of boxes of VHS tapes like um, in the basement and stuff. And it was one of these. Uh, this was one of those tapes. And it always scared me when I was a kid. And it is uh, Destroyer with Lyle Alzado uh, on the cover. He's holding a massive jackhammer uh, that is like pointed to you, the viewer. Uh, and this is the only one on my um, list that is not a, um, that is not, uh, what's the word, drawn. It's an actual photograph of Lyle Alzado, you know, the former football player. Uh, and it says 3000 volts couldn't kill him. It just gave him a buzz. Uh, I don't know what it was. That's me so much of this cover, probably because Lyle Alzado is so like imposing uh, on the cover. Um, I think all the other ones I've chosen in this draft are like more alluring covers, but this is just a sentimental one for a film that scared uh, me just based on the cover when I was a kid. Um, I have seen this film. Uh, he's like a, uh, prisoner on death row. He gets electrocuted. It doesn't kill him. And then like gets power from that and ends up going on a killing spree. Basically. It's not the best film, although Anthony Perkins is also in it, um, with him, which is kind of fun seeing him in it. Um, it's okay. It's just not great. And, uh, and that's my final choice. Destroyer. Now I'm seeing two different versions of basically the same cover. And you're saying the one with just Lyle Alzado's face is the one that scared you? No, you see his or whole the skull body. one. No, I'm seeing um it's like his face and his and uh, 
certainly his chest and shoulders and some of his abdomen. And then he has the giant jackhammer that's right. covering like his midsection this and then one. his legs. Uh, let's see. Hold on. Yes. For some reason as a kid, Lyle Sato on that cover scared me. I don't know but, why. But exactly. what's crazy is there's also this cover. I yes. just saw that. That's really cool. Yes. <laughs> that one's very cool. I, I, for whatever reason, the VHS we had did not have like the face in the as a skeleton, uh, like the skull. It, it, it was yeah. just his face. Now I don't know if that's a poster, because um, I think when this came out as one of those um, double movies that they released with. Um, uh, Shout Factory, you know, they'd put out like a couple movies together and uh-huh. uh, Destroyer oh, right. was on there with some other movie. That's the artwork I remember seeing from the um, Shout Factory release. But I don't know if I've ever seen that on a VHS cover. And maybe it is. Maybe it's like a variant. Um, yeah. I actually have two copies of Destroyer on VHS, but unfortunately they both have mold, so... Like, you can clean that out. I know. I have a I have a small box with my tapes that have mold in it that I just have to grab one of my extra VCRs that I don't ever plan on using for watching movies to uh, kind of mm-hmm. run them through and clean them in. So, one no, day. that's a, I have that VCR right here below my desk. I nice. have uh, all my cotton balls and alcohol over there. Yep. Um, it's funny. I love that it's just this scary man that it's not because i was so much more like and still to this day movies about just people who are just murderers don't have never done anything for me and still don't Mm. movies about the supernatural i'm way more on board for interesting i think you and Nick kind of are similar yeah we have that in common for sure we've talked about that on this show yeah, because it's funny. I always think of um, the scene in Uncle Buck where Macaulay Culkin is sitting by the front door looking out the mail slot, right? And Uncle Buck's girlfriend Shanice knocks on the door, and then she goes, she turns to look in the window, and then when he opens the flap, there's no one standing there, and he's confused, and he's getting kind of scared. And then he opens the flap again. He just sees three burly men looking in the flap, and that scares the hell out of him. And ha- that never computed with me as a kid because I was like, what would have been scary is if it was like a ghost or a monster, not just three, <laughs> oh, a big mean guys, you know? Yeah. So that, it, it evokes that feeling in me. I'm like, wow, that's, you know, some kids were just like, holy shit, that man is scary. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I, I needed like a, a, a monster or a ghost or just like, because then it's like, I don't know with with any I maybe in the back of my head I was just like well just call the cops but like you can't call the cops on Jason Voorhees you know yes yeah well and I think you know I think it just speaks to like differences between you and I and and Nick and I whereas like supernatural stuff doesn't scare me so much because I'm just like Mm -hmm. well if it's a ghost what's it gonna do like okay can it actually affect the physical world okay if it Mm -hmm. if if it can i guess then there's like something to possibly be worried about and then i'm just like get out of the house or whatever you know just leave the place that it's haunting or you know whatever um whereas like something like a home invasion horror or like a person who actually comes to your house especially and maybe this is just growing up in rural areas or whatever i'm just like yeah like that's scary when like the closest people to you are like you know miles away you know 
or you don't live in a town that has um, uh, a, a police basically you know mm-hmm. you, you have to call the police the town over because i grew up in a town of less than three thousand people that i grew up on a dirt road with the woods you know as like my playground because a town that didn't have a restaurant a town that didn't have a grocery store we had to go to the, like the town over to do those types of things kind of stuff so i don't know if maybe that has something to do with it where you know once i was like old enough 10 11 you know something like that and my parents were gone and i was home alone it was very scary because i'm like yeah there's not people around for like a little bit i mean i had neighbors down that road certainly but if some random car pulled into my driveway and a stranger came up to the door at eight o'clock at night and it's dark out and my parents aren't home yet like i'd be terrified because i'm like it's just me and nobody else here yeah (laughs) that kind of thing so i I don't know if that's kind of plays into it but yeah i think it just speaks to the differences in in kind of what we find scary but uh but yeah i don't know supernatural never never scared me i I find them fun i find them enjoyable but never never usually scary Mm -hmm. yeah um well matt you have one final pick and that's going to take home and wrap up this draft i'm going to go with and and this is a tape that i love the cover i've loved it since back in the day it's way better than the movie is. They call out other perfectly good movies on the on the cover. And this tape, when I finally got my hands on it, um, had mold in it. And I needed to clean the mold out of it. That movie is Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Oh, what a good nice. pick. Such a great, great cover. If A Nightmare on Elm Street made you scream and Creepshow split your sides, then Return of the Living Dead Part 2 will scare your brains out. <laughs> it's just it. fantastic. Um, you know, the skull going up into the clouds into a perfect, you know, sunset, and then there's lightning in the background and descending over the town, and just the, the colors are amazing, and it's just... It's absolutely gorgeous. I guess I would have to look at the years because it it is not too far off from Fright Night, which is such a great Mm. cover, too. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's an interesting parallel. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. With the vampire, you know, the the guy next door up in the clouds. Um, And who knows? Maybe they both ripped it off from some movie from the 50s or something. Uh, So I don't know which came first. This says, what, 85? Is that? Right? I can't even read it. Where are my glasses? <laughs> I think 85 would be first. Return of the Living Dead Part 2 must have been the late 80s, right? Because the first one was like 86. Yeah, this one feels like it would be 88 or something. Yeah. I think 88 sounds right. 87, it says copyright. Oh. Bright Night was That's 85 it. originally. And then, yeah, let's check out. Yeah. yeah, that's such a killer. That's a great pick. It's it so is. great. It's really great. Yeah, 88 for Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Yeah. That's like my and... least favorite of those movies, too, which is weird because the cover is the best by far. Yes. <laughs> yeah, totally. I feel like somewhere on this it has like... Oh, on the bottom. It still has the price tag from the Rite Aid. Nice. Oh, $80.99. $80. <laughs> oh, boy. It. Love it. The classic... <laughs> original vhs retail yep 
$80. That always blows my mind. Yeah. And that was like $80.99 in 1988. Yeah. Which yeah. is insane. Yeah. <laughs> For this chunk of shit movie. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I actually I had the original Return of the Living Dead as one of the ones on my list as well. That kind of classic one where they're parodying the um uh was that the American Gothic kind of thing you know that the farmer and the wife kind of in the oh right except in this it's like a, a, a grave is between them or something like that um that was kind of one of my one of my backups but i agree that part two is just an absolutely killer cover and looks gorgeous yeah you just remember i didn't even think about texas chainsaw part two but in terms of parody vhs covers oh. <laughs> yeah. Posters, yeah that's a great yeah. one that is good you know it's funny i never th- made the connection to American Gothic with the return of the living dead cover, but you're so right. Yeah. But it's just like, it's, you know, the punk rock skeletons and zombies and then he's spray painting on the tombstone. It's just like, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. They're back from the grave and ready to party. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) All right. Well, gosh, we got we made it through the draft uh, to recap for anyone listening uh, in the first round. Matt took Evil Dead 2. He took Sleepaway Camp 2 in the second round. I spit on your grave in the third round. Drac- Dracula has risen from the grave in the fourth and Return of the Living Dead Part 2 in the fifth round. Uh, Nick took Dead Pit in the first Army of Darkness, but specifically the UK version uh in the second round uh in the third round he took necromantic in the fourth he took prime night and then he finished it up with graveyard shift in the fifth and i should specify stephen king's graveyard shift and not make the mistake like i did earlier that was (laughs) that's really bad on my part especially being like a librarian and researcher uh i took chopping mall in the first death spa in the second creepazoids in the third death ship in the fourth and then wrapped it up with destroyer in the fifth uh we've already talked about one of my honorable mentions in the first return of the living dead but matt any other uh honorable mentions you had that uh you didn't quite get to draft um i think the closest honorable mention has got to be the first ghoulies nice with nice. just the green ghoulie popping out of the toilet because it's just like that's again it's like okay, I know what this movie is. Mm-hmm. You know, we're we're in the we're ripping off Gremlins world. This is uh, definitely a much more of a you know Fox Network married with children approach with the toilet. Um, they'll get you in the end, which yeah. is such a brilliant Perfect. play on words. <laughs> um, and then the only other ones I would throw out there are this is not the cover. This is a bastardization mm. of house. Oh, yeah, house. But the, yep. the hand floating, ringing the doorbell, yep. which was then evoked in the second one where the hand is holding a key. Um, and just house to the second story, easily Incredible. the best name for a movie I've ever heard. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, I think that's um, literally come up on this podcast before. It has Shout been. out how, how perfect yeah. that title is. Um, The Company of Wolves always disturbed oh, yeah. me as a kid the wolf coming out of the person's mouth oh right yeah about that. totally gnarly um killer party was the only other one that uh would have been on my list yeah. had it gone even further uh, just i've never seen an, that 
Yeah. The simplicity, again, the sex, the violence, the the intrigue of like, and you know, the the obscured faces. It, it didn't occur to me till we were talking about this how much obscured faces factors into the mystery of, you know, this. It's unsettling because you're mm -hmm. not you're not safe. You don't see the person. That's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Nice, uh, Nick. Any other um, any other honorable mentions for you? Um. Yeah. I. I three worth mentioning i have always loved and it's like there's a million versions of it but it's always the same cover um zombie or zombie 2 um mm -hmm. cuz they're like it's just bold they're like this makeup was so fucking good we're going to put it on every piece of promotional material that we we have um mm -hmm. and it is like the best zombie makeup of all time to this day in my opinion it's incredible um and then um i'd be Remiss if I didn't mention a shining thing, even though it's not the best looking cover, I will say, because no one mentioned any Warner Brothers clamshells. And those are interesting just because there's an entire like aesthetic that one company just kept going with. Um and the variant shining clamshell from Warner Brothers with the hedge maze photo, which is really rare. Yeah. Um is a nice little because you've seen the door photo the you know here's johnny photo a million times but seeing the hedge maze one is kind of cool um last but not least um <clears throat> hammer another hammer film the vampire lovers um this is the cover and just oh, that wow, tagline if you dare taste the deadly passion of the blood nymphs and Ooh. that's the tagline and then the poster which the vhs cover does not have also has this warning on the bottom that says caution not for the mentally immature Okay. So, I mean, there's just a lot that I like about this. So, in the premise of that, you're tasting the blood nymphs. The blood nymphs aren't tasting you? Is that... Yes, it's a terribly written text. <laughs> I hear blood nymphs. I think they're going to get turned on drinking my blood or something. Oh, well, you taste the deadly passion of them. Oh, the deadly passion. Okay. All right. So, I guess that's that's fair. Yes. Yes. Yeah. How dare I? Questions. There. You know what would be incredible is some sort of play on Skittles, and it's called like "Taste the Pain Bow." Oh, nice! <laughs> so um, the next Hellraiser sequel will yeah. have that as its tagline. Mm -hmm. I'd like to think that would get me thrown out of the out of the room. They're like, <laughs> "Taste the Pain Bow." You got to leave. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, this has been an absolute blast, Matt. Yeah. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and doing this. Um, where can people find you? Uh, at McCarthy Redhead, all forms of social media. I'm most active on TikTok. You know, if you're into the the physical uh, media, the movie collection, that's the bulk of what I do on TikTok. And then um, watch it with Matt and Glennis Fridays. We talk movies and TV shows. And Wednesdays, I talk wrestling on the We Watch Wrestling podcast. And we've got a live show coming up in Detroit uh, August 5th uh, in conjunction with the Monday Night Beers podcast. It may be sold out. And then... If you're in L.A. June 26th, June, June 25th, uh, we're going to be at Whammy Analog, um, uh, which is a great video store here in L.A. On Sunset, um, they, they sell everything. Movies are for sale, and they also do screenings. There's comedy shows there. 
And uh, we'll be doing 90 minutes of uh, just watching old wrestling footage uh, curated by the We Watch Wrestling podcast. I encourage you to check it out. If you can't make it, you donate to our Patreon. We we put the the videos up on a, a Google Drive. And um, yeah, then we're doing our 10th anniversary show this summer in Pasadena at Republic of Lucha. Details to come. That's awesome, man. That sounds great. Um, thank you so much again for coming on. And uh, everybody, tune in next time. Um, we're going to be talking uh, The Shining with uh, director Alexandra Spieth, whose uh, new film, Stag, just premiered at the Salem Horror Fest, uh, or at least had its East Coast premiere, I should say. Uh, nice. So stick around for that one, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. The song you heard in this episode is You Are a Monster by Monroeville Music Center. It's being used under a CCBY Creative Commons license and was accessed from freemusicarchive.org. If you'd like to hear more of Monroeville Music Center, you can find them on Bandcamp, their Facebook page, YouTube, Spotify, Pandora, Apple Music, Discogs, iHeartRadio, and Deezer. And hey, if you want to reach out and communicate with us, please send an email to horrordraftspod at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at horrordrafts, all one word. We'd love to hear any questions you have for us, suggestions for topics to draft, or ideas for guests, especially if you can put us in touch with them. Thanks everyone, and we hope to hear from you soon. Thank you.